Hey, hey guys, what's up? My name is Mary Elizabeth, and you are listening to the But Why Not podcast. Hey guys, what's up? It is Friday, which means it is the next drop of the But Why Not podcast. This is episode eight, and I am super excited to be here with you today. Someone I loved once gave me a box full of darkness. It took me years to understand that this too was a gift. Mary Oliver. So I really want to get into this topic because I think it's an elephant in the room. I think people don't want to talk about it. I think people want to talk about it, but they don't know how to talk about it. And I'm just going to lay it out there because if anybody has met me in real life or you've listened to me online, I am definitely not someone who beats around the bush. All right. So it's titled, what is your gift? Okay. Your gift is what you were given and why you're here on earth, right? So whatever you believe in, whether you, I don't care whether you believe in God, whether you, whatever, right? I was raised Catholic. I believe in God, but however you got on this planet in your mind, it doesn't matter to me. What matters is what you do with your time on this planet, okay? And so there are so many people, I, I don't think there's a single person out there that can ever say that they weren't dealt a shitty hand, right? If you play cards, you play poker, you play even Uno, right? There are just times where you're dealt a shitty hand and it just is, but it's all in what you do with that hand, right? So for example, for me, when I didn't know what I was going to do last year, when I left my job of 12 years, I could have sat home and just spiraled into this depression And not gotten up and not done anything. And it would have been, you know, like what it is, right? Like, I just would have sat there. I didn't. Because that wasn't who I was. I'm not somebody who doesn't like to do something. I love to work. All right? I love to help other people. I love to be there and be that support system for other people. But what I didn't understand about that was when I left my job... I mean, in theory, I lost my job, right? I couldn't keep it. One, because New York State required anybody in healthcare to get vaccinated or get out, basically. So um, for my personal health challenges, vaccination was not a choice that I, I went with and, you know, teach their own. I Whatever you choose for you is up to you. I don't debate that fact. Um, but with my autoimmune diseases and the flare that I was in and already having been out of work two months on medical leave, getting that wasn't an option for me. I didn't want to complicate or potentially complicate my health even more, right? So (laughs) I find out that I can't go back to work. I find out that I either have to do this. I have absolutely no option. Like religious or medical exemptions weren't going to hold. And so I had no option. I didn't see this at the time, but I was listening to a Steve Harvey speech the other day. And he said, sometimes we don't jump we get pushed. And that's really what happened to me. I loved my job so much, but there was no movement. (laughs) I couldn't aspire to be a head unit clerk. There was no such thing, right? I love being a secretary, but I love organizing. I love putting things together. I I love the challenge of, of just managing so many things, but I can't aspire to be something more in that particular position, there wasn't any lateral movement. I couldn't do anything. I didn't want to go to nursing school, not because I don't. I didn't want to be a nurse per se, 
because I don't physically do well in a classroom. I don't do well with the bullshit standards of a classroom. That's not me. I, I, my brain doesn't work like that. I am creative and I think outside the box. And when I see something that has to be changed, I'm like, oh, guys, we got to change this. There's an easier way. And I don't like being told no, especially when it's fear-based, especially when someone says, no, we've always done it this way. So we're not going to change it. Bullshit. (laughs) And I don't like that. So school and I don't really get along, (laughs) right? So I didn't understand when Steve Harvey said that. So I was listening to this speech and this man said, that he got laid off of his job and that he asked Steve how he was able to stay motivated when he's applying to all of these jobs and he's getting told either he's too qualified or he is underqualified. And he said, how am I supposed to stay motivated when no matter what I do, I I can't get work again? And Steve looked at him and said, you've give, you've been given an opportunity. You've been given a gift. You, like, you've been given this chance to utilize your gift. And he said, what do you love to do? What's your gift? And he said, well, I'm really good at cooking. And Steve Harvey said, well, what was your job you're trying to find another one of? And he says, I was a sales rep. Steve goes, well, there's your problem. Right? We don't jump to do things because we're comfortable. Comfortable is easy. Comfortable is cozy. Comfortable is sitting in a chair with a blanket and your favorite hoodie on and a cup of tea and you're just chilling, right? That's not where you make massive moves. You can't get to the top of a mountain without sweating, right? And sometimes in order to take that opportunity to utilize our gift, we get pushed out of being comfortable, right? We have to stop looking at the negative narrative of everything. I hadn't seen that me getting pushed out of the ER because that's literally what happened, right? Like it was my decision to leave, but it was not my decision in the sense that you were back, you either had to get vaccinated or you had to leave, right? So I was getting pushed because it was going against what I wanted for my health. If you don't have your health, you don't have anything. It does not matter what you do in life. If you don't have your health and if you do not prioritize your health and mental health, you have nothing. Sometimes your health is out of your control, right? My, my autoimmune flare, I have seven autoimmune diseases <laughs> that I know of, right? My flare was a combination of those and it wasn't something I could control, But I could control prioritizing, doing everything I could to not prolong that flare, right? You might not be able to change what your genetics are, but you can change the trajectory of how you have your health handled. So if something isn't working for you, you adapt, you overcome. So you have to stop looking at the negative. If you only look at the negative you have, you're never, ever, ever going to succeed. Ever. I can guarantee you that. Negative mindsets do not succeed. So I'm probably going to lose some people with this next little rant, but we have to talk about it. Okay? We have to talk about it. You probably hear my hands going, right? Because the Italian thing. Speaking of having to leave the ER. Let's talk about all the lost job opportunities 
or the lost jobs that have, that happened during COVID. Not COVID. I don't want to talk about COVID. I want to talk about the, op- the, the, the people that lost their jobs, right? No matter what, no matter how much bullshit, no matter how much we don't agree, no matter any of the things, screaming, yelling, protesting, standing up, swearing, it doesn't matter. It isn't going to change it, right? It didn't change it. It didn't change it. And now you're left with a decision. You either can sit there and bitch and complain that you don't have a job, or you can find something and realize that maybe we weren't able to keep our job because that was the push we needed into actually being able to to do what we were put on this earth to do. I was not put on this earth to take orders from somebody else. I was not put on this earth to be confined by society standards. I was not put on this earth to not help other people. I help other people. That's what I do. But I wasn't helping anybody else in the best capacity that I could. And so I got booted. And that was the best flipping thing that ever could have happened to me. I wouldn't be here with you talking to you in this podcast with this passion that I have about this. Right? So let's say you lose your job and you're looking all over and you can't find another one. You can't find another one. Do you ever think there's a reason for that? Do you ever think that maybe that's the sign that you have to change what you're doing? You have to change your narrative? You have to get uncomfortable again? Right? Think about this. I, if I, <laughs> I always laugh about this. I've never ever in my life done the online dating thing. Okay. I just never have. If I personally had to try to go out and sit at a, like, if I wasn't married and I was single and I, if I had to go out and sit at a bar and try to meet somebody, I probably wouldn't go. That makes me uncomfortable, right? But I don't want the online dating world. Like if I wasn't married, right? I don't want the online dating world. So for me, if I was single and wanted to meet someone, I would have to get uncomfortable to meet someone, right? Whether it was online dating, whether it was going to a bar, no matter what it was, you know, blind dates, I would have to get uncomfortable again, right? Think about how many times we put ourselves in a position in dating, for example, and we settle. We sometimes put ourselves in situations, in relationships And we deal with shitty circumstances. We make excuses for that. We make excuses for poor behavior. We make excuses as to why it's okay to be treated like this or not have what we want. There are almost 8 billion people in this world. If you are not happy with what you're doing, why would you not go do something else? If you're not happy with who you're dating, why would you not go date someone else? Are you worried what other people are going to think? Why is what other people think more important than what you think of yourself? Why is what other people think more important than how you want to feel? Like Matthew McConaughey said in one of his speeches, Matthew McConaughey said in one of his speeches, no matter who you're with at, at night, 
you still go to bed alone. Right? No one's in your head, only you. Right? I was on a call this morning with some incredible people. And someone said this phrase and it says, do you need a checkup from the neck up? Why do we allow ourselves so much bullshit from our own minds? Right? My friend Roland on this call this morning said, you, if you had a friend and they talked to you as negatively as we talk to ourselves, you'd tell them to shut up. You'd punch them in the face. You'd say, get out of here. So why do we allow that to become our narrative for ourselves in any of these things? Right? Circling all the way back to your gift, what you were put here on earth to do. Right? So Steve Harvey asked this man in this, in this speech I watched, this interview, and he said, the, the man said he loved cooking. So Steve said, clearly you can't find a job as a sales rep because you were meant to do something with cooking. You love to cook. Expand your skills. Get a job in a kitchen. Go to culinary school. Master what you love. Wake up and do what you love every day. Guys, none of us are getting out of this alive. We're not getting out of it alive. I hate to break it to you. And you don't know if it's going to be tomorrow. Or you don't know if it's going to be in 50 years. But at some point, you aren't waking up. What are people going to remember you for? <laughs> Here's the funny thing about, about um, impressions, right? So right now, say that you don't want to leave your job, right? So say, oh, I could never leave my, my nursing career for network marketing because as much as I hate nursing right now, as much as I might hate the field, I definitely couldn't do something like that because my coworkers would think I'm crazy, right? I can't tell you how many times I've heard that sentence. But okay, so you're going to live unhappy getting piss and shit thrown at you and like having all these things happen for the next 30 years and wait for retirement for what? If you're worried about what people think of you, what do you think they're going to think of you when you're dead? You know, you don't die once you die twice. Once when you die and once when someone says your name for the last time. Yeah. Pretty powerful, huh? You're worried about what people think of you now. What are they going to say when you're dead? Yeah, man, you know, he was a good teacher. He was a good nurse, but man, he hated his job so much. I wish he could have found happiness. Is that what you want your narrative to be? Or do you want someone, when you die... And they get up to say your eulogy. They get up to talk about you and what you had an impression for on their life. And they say, you know what? This person, Bob, Mary, Sarah, Joe, they were a risk taker. They just never gave up. They did things that I would have never done. And look how much farther they came. Look how many people they were able to impact. Now, here's the thing. I'm not bashing any profession. Not at all. I want you to love what you do. If you wake up and you love nursing, that's great. I'm happy for you. If you wake up and you love teaching, if you wake up and you love whatever you're doing. But Steve Harvey said in another speech I listened to, there's only two types of ways to make money in this world. There's only two, service or selling. So when people come at me when I talk to them about business and they say, I don't want to sell things, I have no problem. 
I don't sell things, I serve people. I help them. Right? There's only two ways, service or selling. When you break everything down. Nursing, serving. Teaching, serving. Prison guards, correction officers, serving. COs don't think that they're serving people, right? But they're still protecting us from the criminals that could be on the streets. You go to Tesco's, right? For our UK friends. You go to Walmart. You go to Target. If you don't like sell, if you don't like selling, why do you why do you buy anything? <laughs> Somebody has to sell it to you, right? I know that I probably sound like I'm on one today, guys, but I'm telling you. And I did. I, I didn't realize how negative I was. I was just talking to a friend. And I didn't realize the environment that I was in was so negative. It didn't just affect me mentally, but it physically affected my body. And so no matter what you do, I implore you to look at the positive side. For everybody that's out there listening who hates their job but doesn't do anything about it, I still want you at the end of the day to sit down and say thank you. Because guess what? You do have a job. And that's still a positive thing. But we have got to change the negative narrative in this world. Frankly, it's exhausting and I'm tired of listening to everybody, bitch. You are in control of your own circumstances. We're the only living species, and I'll say it a thousand times over, but we are the only living species that are able to make a choice to do something different. You owe it to yourself, your children, your family, your friends to be the best version of yourself. But more than any of them, you owe it to yourself to be the best version of yourself. The best version of yourself. It doesn't happen overnight and I'm going to tell you, it's a hard walk sometimes. It's always fascinating to me as you think about a kid or you think about a baby. Babies are born and they start to learn. And so many people, friends, family, siblings, oh, they're almost walking. They're almost walking, right? And we celebrate them so much when they finally walk. How many times did that little baby attempt to walk? A hundred? Two hundred? Fifty? How many ever times it attempted to walk, right? It doesn't give up. It finally starts walking. You don't see grown adults crawling down the street because they decided they weren't going to walk as a baby. I freaking hope not anyways. But it's not, they don't get to choose that. It's natural progression to walk. Why do we not do that in our adult life? Why do we think that trying something once and then failing is a bad thing. Why don't we celebrate that and say, okay, cool. This is what I shouldn't do again, right? 
If a little baby tries to stand up to walk and he turns his foot sideways instead of flat and he falls down, do you think that in his little brain, he or she says, oh, well, that didn't work out. So, all right, I'm going to just sit here for the rest of my life. No, it stands up and it tries to find its balance and eventually puts its foot down and puts one foot in front of the other and starts walking. You're, there's no reason you can't do that with your own career. There's no reason you can't do that with your own life. It doesn't even have to be a job. Why? Right? That comes back to the name of the podcast. But why not? Why not try again? Why not try something new? Right? Think about this. The first I love sushi. The first time sushi was ever created, do you think they tried it once when they went to roll that rice and it fell apart and they didn't have it right? No, they didn't do that. They didn't try again to figure out how you would make rice sticky to stick together. We wouldn't have sushi rolls and I would be one sad human. Right? A chef doesn't just try a recipe once, put in a seasoning, and then say, ah, well, that didn't turn out the way I want it, so forget it. I'm never going to try it again. No! So why do we let our minds do that for our dreams, for our goals, for the things that we want? Why do we do that, guys? And I'm not preaching at you. I'm preaching with you because I did it for so long. I did it for so long. So long. But I'm so much happier when I finally got pushed out of my comfort zone. When I finally got pushed into this world of, you basically should have get off the pot, Mary Elizabeth. You have to make a decision. And God, it was the best decision that I've ever gotten pushed into. So I really want you to think about what your gift is. But I don't want you to think too hard. I want you to sit down. And I want you to just take a couple minutes. Say, what do I love? What am I good at? What do I enjoy doing more than anything? And find me a reason that you can't do that. Because I'm going to tell you there's one that does not exist. The only limitations that exist are in your mind. There are people that do all sorts of things that everybody said they could never do. If you've never heard the famous story about the four-minute mile, go look it up. There is no reason you can't accomplish something. The limitations are what you make of them, not anything else. As always, I really want to thank you guys for listening. I would love to know what your uh, thoughts are about this podcast and about this episode. Please go smash that subscribe button. If you enjoyed it, leave a five-star review and tell others about it. I would love for you to take a screenshot, send it to me on whether it's Facebook, Instagram, whether it's TikTok, whether it's my email, send me a picture so that I can celebrate you in my stories and tell me something you loved so much about this podcast. In closing, I want to leave you with three affirmations. I am bold. 
I am positive. I am me. Thanks so much for listening. Talk soon.